You are listening to the Real Housewives of the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Rogers. In this sweet space, you'll hear from women who are like you and some that are not. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard on subjects like marriage, homemaking, friendships, ministry, parenting, and seeking God. You will also hear from me sharing what God is doing in my own heart. The enemy of our souls wants us to feel alone, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So if you are like me and need that reminder, join us as we laugh and cry together, giving God the glory through the stories of our lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. We are in the Marriage Habits series, and I have the most special guest for you today. Oh, who's that? <laughs> my amazing hubby, what? Kevin Rogers. You're going to give me a big head. <laughs> I already got a big head. It's like, an, it's like an egg. What the heck is that? Oh, my goodness. I love it. He, obviously, he's my favorite guest. You're my favorite host. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Even though we are interviewing sweet women on their perspectives of habits within their marriage, I felt like it was really important for me to come on with my hubby and for us to talk about some of the habits that we feel like are really important that have enriched our marriage. So today we are talking about how we talk to each other. Yes. Sounds like a great thing to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how you feel, babe, but I think that that has been one of the habits that we've started from the beginning, even when we were dating, um, just kind of how, how we talk about each other, our tone, how we talk to each other. Mm -hmm. We really noticed early on in our marriage or well, even early on in our relationship, we would notice people who would, you know, joke. Yeah. Joke about, oh, ball and chain. Oh, yeah, she's old hat or he's old hat or, um, oh, I don't want to hang out with him. And it's a societal norm. It's the it's the norm to laugh about a happy marriage. It can be funny, but it's not speaking positivity into your marriage. Yeah. And, you know, it's the more that you speak those kind of words over your marriage, the more you are going to start to believe them. And, you know, we see all the time in movies and television, it is very accepted to talk about your spouse in a very derogatory way. And that doesn't just mean outside of the church. I mean, we see it all the time within Christian community mm-hmm that people talk about their spouses negatively and they're and often when they do it's almost like they know that it's wrong for them to do it and so they're doing it in a joking way right which is a societal norm it's okay to do it in a joking way at least that's what society says right but that's kind of convincing you that it's okay and realistically not okay your your spouse she should be she he should they should be the the rock in your life after Christ, of course. These the the place that you go to in 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 times of trouble, in times of joy, just all the time. And so, why would you belittle the person that is means the the most to you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so speak life into your marriage, speak life into your spouse. Yeah, and it's hard because I think because it's so accepted by society, not, not only accepted but, but pushed. Pushed, yeah. I mean, and we've found through our marriage that we've gotten pushback when we don't dive into that sort of talk. 
I mean, people almost get offended that we're not jumping in with them. And there's like scripture that talks about that when people think it's strange that you're not diving into what they are stepping into because it matters. It matters what you're speaking about. It matters how you speak to each other. So this is the thing we want to focus on because over the the course of the podcast over the last two seasons. You've heard us talk about marriage. If you haven't heard our episodes on marriage, we've talked a few times on marriage and we've talked about different things that have benefited our marriage and just just what God has done in our marriage. But today for the marriage habits one, we really wanted to focus on just your speech and how you talk to each other and how you talk about your marriage because we really think it matters. I am going to read Matthew 12, 33 through 37, and these are Jesus's words. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit, and you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Whoa. Yeah. That's... uh, (laughs) By your words, you will be condemned. Well, and here's the thing. Like, people are like, Jesus is love. Jesus loves everybody. And he does. But these are Jesus's words. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that, like, you will be known by how you speak. And and you hear, like, love your neighbor as yourself. Like, that's how Jesus says. Well, your spouse is your closest neighbor. Your closest neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about the fact that you will be known by how you speak to your spouse first or how you speak about your spouse first. That is your closest neighbor. So just think about these words. Go, I would encourage you to go and look this up in your Bible. Again, that was Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Highlight these words and I want you to write marriage next to it. Mm -hmm. So you can remember when you kind of come back over this scripture that it matters. The words you speak matter because what comes out of our mouth is because of the state of our hearts. And so we just want to really be careful about our hearts. It's not like we want to hide kind of what we think we want to speak, but we want to not have to think about it so much and that our hearts are just good and full of God's love and to where that is the words we're speaking out to our spouse. Absolutely. And and, and realistically, when you start speaking, when you start to change your heart and your speech and, and, and the way you think, it will not just affect your relationship with your spouse, but it, it will uh, reflect in all of your relationships. The, the way you speak to and about your children, the way you speak to and about your colleagues at work, the way you speak to and about your friends. So if, if uh, you, you go to the movies with, with one friend and then the next week you're out with another friend and complain about the previous friend then then how is that reflecting on that person and on yourself so if you're doing those same same things about your spouse uh you're really good friends you're really good family they're gonna look negatively a upon your spouse and and then if they don't believe you it's it's definitely look negatively about you mm-hmm. absolutely it's all of the above so it is how you speak to your spouse how you speak about speak about your spouse 
I mean, those those are all the things that we want to kind of take a look at today. And honestly, this is probably going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because when we start talking about these kind of things with people, they kind of get uncomfortable. When we say we want to talk about a joyful marriage, people kind of want to defend their right to say, well, marriage is hard. Well, it's hard. It's a lot well, of work. It's a lot of work. And, it's you know. Compromise. Yeah. It's a lot of, realistically, all those words are not necessarily negative words, but in today's society, a lot of those things have become negatives. Work sounds hard. Compromise sounds like you're giving up something. So in reality, all those words are actually positive words if you use them in the right way. When you should work towards a good marriage, you should compromise and want to give your spouse the things that they desire. And in return, when you give people give back, you're really giving your marriage, it's all returned to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like in our society, words, they carry less weight, so to speak, than they used to. So in ancient world, in biblical times, you will read and someone says something like they say at one time and then like, that's it. Like their word is their bond. When Isaac was dealing with his sons, Jacob and Esau, and he gave the birthright to Jacob instead of Esau. And then Esau comes back to him and says, Dad, no, give it to me. You no, that I'm your son. You were supposed to give it to me. He's like, no, I gave it to I gave it to it's your brother. Too late. It's done. Already done. And so I think we really miss a lot here because so many times in, you know, we flippantly use our words and I don't know that they don't carry as much. I think words still carry just as much weight as they did back then, but I think we don't value them as much as we used to. And we don't realize the weight that they're carrying. And so that is a detriment to us. Well, so well, not only that, but there's, there's ways around it, right? Because because you, you could say something like, uh, no offense, but, right, you know, and, and you're so you, you preemptively say, oh, don't be offended, but I'm going to say something offensive. Right. Or like passive aggressive. Yeah. You know, you're talking to your spouse. If you ask them to do the dishes and they kind of put it off or something and you and you're like, oh, well, that's nice. Go ahead and do the dishes whenever you like. That's passive aggressive. And that is like tearing down your marriage. <laughs> Every time you choose to do something passive aggressive and not communicate well or talk well or speak kindly to your spouse, like you could literally picture just like tearing down your marriage. If your marriage is like sitting up on kind of like a rock, you can picture that you're just like pulling away the foundation of your marriage by doing those things and by practicing those things. It doesn't mean that we won't all have weaknesses and we won't all have moments where we need to give each other grace. But what we're talking about is habits. So work towards having better habits mm -hmm. in your marriage. So work towards having better words. And one of the ways that you can do that is also to uh, make amends and not have pride in your marriage. You want to Yeah. You want to read this scripture here in Proverbs 6, 2 through 5. Yes. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird 
from the hand of the fowler. Yes. Quickly, quickly <laughs> go apologize. Like we said, your spouse is your closest neighbor. So if you find yourself having a bad day and you snap at your spouse, you're passive aggressive. This isn't this isn't a condemnation to you, but mm-hmm. this is just self-awareness. Make, yeah, self-awareness. Make a note of it and the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, if you are a believer, you are walking with Jesus, if you have given your life to him and he is your Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And the Holy Spirit will give you that discernment. The Holy Spirit will kind of hit your heart and make you feel uh, just a little bit of conviction, not condemnation, but conviction. And when you feel that, you really do need to go to your spouse and make things right. right? Even yeah. the smallest thing, even if you snap at your spouse and you realize, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Go back to them and say, I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm so sorry that I and, spoke. And if you have it within you, you, if you know, if you know you're going through something because you got frustrated at work or you're hungry or whatever, it's possible for your body to maintain that level of anxiety and yet still the words to come out of your mouth to say, I'm sorry, I'm going through something right now. I need a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even saying something like that is like almost this guarantee of saying, look, I intend to make things right with you. And I understand that my present behavior is not appropriate. And I'm letting you know that, but I'm going to need a minute before we can work it out. And that's even okay. Yeah. And and don't let that be then an excuse to continue your snappy attitude. If you need a minute, take a few minutes uh, or, or, you know, at least at that point, you and your spouse both can can pray about the situation for mm-hmm. God to calm your heart, your mind, your spirit, uh, to get away from those those feelings and those words that are that are uh, just can be abusive to yourself and your spouse both, and uh, uh, to get back to that healthy the, communication. healthy communication that God intends. Yeah. Well, and this is another reason why and. We're not focusing this episode on praying together, but like we, that is definitely a marriage habit that we have cultivated in our marriage that we find has been super helpful, especially in moments of strife and moments of miscommunication. When you have this kind of reset where it always goes back to praying together, praying about the situation and coming to God when there is a miscommunication. I mean, it is so beneficial to the health of your marriage. Another thing that I want to say is tone. So mm-hmm. so how we talk to each other, habits. We have made our habit to speak good to each other, speak kindly to each other, how we kind of come to each other. For instance, I will wake up and say, morning lover, love you lover, or I love you my love. We use these words that are endearing. And that might sound cheesy to you, but if it sounds <laughs> cheesy to you, it might be the world telling you it sounds cheesy to you. Right. Because using sweet words is not just something that we've decided is a cool, good thing to do for our marriage, but it's also biblical using yeah. sweet words. And so when you make those things a habit to speak to your spouse that way, and and you also are like watching your tone. Now, not to say that 
in a moment of snarkiness, I'm like, okay, lover, whatever you want, you know, (laughs) like not to say that I don't have moments like that, but making a habit of how you address each other and how you speak to each other. It's really important. Right. In fact, in Proverbs 16, 24, it says, Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. So this is Proverbs uh, written by Solomon, who is the wisest man who ever walked the face of the earth. Um, And just to let you know, he wasn't a perfect man. (laughs) Not by any stretch. If you have read the Old Testament, you've read his accounts of him as king and coming up. He was flawed, but he was very wise. He asked God for wisdom and God gave it to him. And there is so much wisdom to be gained from Proverbs. And so this is the thing is like, Gracious words, meaning that when your spouse is having a rough day and you decide rather than to stick it to them and give them a hard time about maybe the hard day they're having, when you decide to use gracious words in the face of difficulty, God is going to reward you. And that is not only going to be uh, good for your marriage, but it's going to be good for your soul and body. Plus, I mean... Uh, you don't need that at home. You're going you're gonna to watch the news. You're going to watch TV. You're going to watch television shows, movies, news. Uh, just being around coworkers, being around the general public, you're going to hear negativity a lot. Do not bring that same mm-hmm. essence, that same energy, that same feeling into your own mm-hmm. home. And speaking kind words yeah. does that. So if you protect your home... By not allowing, and not to say that raised voices don't happen sometimes in our home. You know, we really strive to keep our speech sweet throughout our home because the world is an ugly place and God lives here in our home. Mm -hmm. And so we really try to keep this, our home, a refuge for both of us to come. And honestly, the atmosphere, that adds to the atmosphere of your home. If you are constantly fighting with your spouse, yelling at your spouse, speaking unkindly to your spouse, speaking snarky to your spouse, I guarantee you when a guest walks into your home, they can feel it. Right. And, and they as, will know. And as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. We yeah. will serve the Lord. Our house serves the Lord. We invite people into our home so that we can uh, we can share the love of God. If you're not speaking mm-hmm. love to your spouse, you're not sharing Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is in your heart is coming out of your mouth. So this is just a good, if you are listening to this and you are like, oh my gosh, me and my spouse, we do get into it and we do say not nice things to each other. This is a really good moment for you to pray about this, Mm -hmm. pray about talking to your spouse about it. You could even spend a couple of weeks praying before you go to your spouse about this if you need to. But I would really encourage you to do that. And one of the things, so we really encourage if you've been married for a little time, for a long time, or maybe you're not married at all. Maybe you have 
are engaged or you are hoping to be married one day and so you're listening to this because you want to hear tips on how a healthy marriage works, how a healthy Christian marriage works, um, we would really encourage you. We created a premarital guidance course. Now, not to say that if you're already married, you can't take this and get benefit from it because we definitely have a lot of really great things in there that we think are great for marriage. God given. Yeah. This isn't isn't information that we created we did a lot of research we did a lot of biblical research we did a lot of soul searching yeah and it's our it's we've been married 20 years and it is uh it's from our experience from what we studied in the scriptures and just what we have seen so uh go ahead and uh, listen to this little bit about our pre-marriage guidance course hey Hey guys guys. it's kevin and caroline Rogers. rogers As you probably know by now, we love our marriage and are so passionate about giving others the tools they need to truly have a joyful marriage. It breaks our hearts to know the divorce rate, whether you are a Christian or not, is 50%. Yikes. We also know that nobody gets married and hopes to have a divorce. Exactly. This is why we feel God has given us the motivation to equip as many couples as possible before walking down the aisle. On our 20th wedding anniversary, we launched an online premarital course. We share our own experiences as well as what God's Word says about marriage. In it, we go over five cornerstones of a healthy God-honoring marriage and give you tangible tips on how to walk in it. You'll have over five hours of video teaching from us along with downloadable resources to take into your marriage. We have always loved our marriage and want you to love yours too. If you're getting married and would love to have some great tools to take into marriage, join us today for the course. Hey, even if you know anyone who is getting married, be sure to share this info with them. Link to the course is in the show notes or on our website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com. While you're busy planning your wedding, don't forget to plan your marriage. Join Join us us and and learn learn how how to thrive thrive and and not just survive. All right. Um... If you know somebody who could benefit from the pre-marriage guidance course, we uh, encourage you to share it with them. Um, We encourage you to uh, take this course if you would like to enrich your marriage. All right, let's get back into this conversation about about habits, specifically speech. Grace in your speech, that is something, how you talk. So for instance, giving somebody grace means they maybe they're having a bad day and the way they're communicating to you is might not have a lot of grace in it. But when you decide to respond with grace, God is going to bless you for that. Yeah, you're a team, right? So it's it's really easy to get defensive when the other person is already on the offensive, right? So try to have some grace and consider, oh my gosh, this isn't about me. This is about their work. This is about traffic. This is about something that upset They're them. Hungry. Not me. They're hungry. They had a bad right. day at work. So, so take that moment. Listen. Mm-hmm. Be there to listen. Be there to console without being condescending. Um, and and give your spouse the room to vent if they need to vent, but also be there to go, hey, what can I do for you? Did, did I do something? Can I fix something? Is what happened in your day that that is is bringing you down? Uh, and just really be there for each other. And don't be easily offended. That's like a really 
another good thing. Exactly. And that is talked about in First Corinthians. It's not necessarily easy. It's not easy, but that is another way to have grace in your speech. Yeah. Also, so in Proverbs 16.32, it says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. <laughs> So the, another Proverbs, another good wise thing to just think about, you know, sometimes we feel justified in our anger and sometimes our spouses are being despicable and mm-hmm. not great humans to us. <laughs> we do this because we love God. We do this because God has called us to something higher than just marriage for our own personal benefit. What we we do this because we love God, because he's loved us in that way. God has given us the benefit of giving us grace despite our bad days and our hard times. And so we want to extend that to our spouse. And so I love this scripture in Proverbs, just talking about he who rules his spirit uh, than he who takes a city. So that like you're mightier if you can bite your tongue, take a minute, assess that, wow, maybe my husband had a really bad day at work. I'm not going to take this as he's putting this on me. I'm going to take this to the Lord and say, Lord, that kind of felt a little steamy, but I'm going to assume that this isn't towards me. Gosh, babe, I I don't know that I've ever heard it put that well. We don't (laughs) do marriage for our own personal Mm -hmm. benefit. If everyone did marriage for themselves, the divorce rate would be 100%. Probably. <laughs> what? I, it's, so true. It, you should want to do this for God. You should want to do this for, your, for your, your significant other. If they're not already your spouse, then the person who's to become your spouse. And, and realistically, like the, the two of us uh, full-heartedly believe in the, the two shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. So... If you're doing it all for you, then you're not looking at two becoming one flesh. No. And and that's and you're still doing it for, for you. your own flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not gonna work out. God God didn't didn't sacrifice himself for his own flesh, that's for sure. Right. He, and, he did it for all of us. Right. And you like the you do you and like this whole thing that our society is driving home telling you that, you know, you're worth it and all of these things, these are things that are not going to lead to joy and satisfaction in your marriage. I mean, realistically, like the Bible tells us over and over again, that it's in denying ourselves that we find joy in Christ. It's in denying ourselves in our marriage. And when you have two people who are both pursuing that together, that is where you can really experience God's joy in marriage and how he really designed marriage to be. Now, that being said, communicating, it it's not always easy. It's not always easy to speak kindly, to speak kind words, to give your spouse the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt. But not always easy to have grace when the other person is the one who's being offensive. Right. And um, but you know, it will be evident in your habits, what is in your heart. We all have bad days and we all might say something snarky or whatever, but when on the regular, what is pouring out of your mouth is kindness and grace and love on both ends, 
that is, I mean, that is really where you aim to be. And the way that you do that is both putting Christ in the center of your marriage. You want to read this scripture here, babe? Proverbs 16, 21. The wise of heart is called discerning and sweetness of speech increases persuasive. <laughs> you want to persuade your spouse? Speak sweetly. Yeah. It's you're, you're not going to persuade via like the, 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 the iron fist. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you you might for a time and and then it won't last for long. Yeah. And you just don't want to use those tactics. Like that is not the way that it works. Giving each other love and honestly, like there's no room for pride in marriage. There is, let me say this again. There is zero room for pride in marriage. You do not need to stand on, I am right. He is wrong. If you are doing that, you are not for team marriage. You are for team you really need to be careful to see where your heart is. And honestly, if you want a good marriage and you want that, then the kind words are the way that you're going to get there. And kind words that are coming from an angry heart aren't going to work. They have to come from a kind heart as well. So you have to just ask the Lord to search your heart and search your intentions and make sure that your intentions are correct. And when your intentions are correct, then it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the power in the moment when your spouse is being snarky at you to have grace and go, hey, babe, why don't we eat something? And then let's talk about it <laughs> rather than respond in anger or frustration or a snarky comment back. Well, I want to reiterate, too, that it's, it's, it's not just the words you speak to each other, but it's also the words you speak about each other. This is true. Um, if you're telling your your colleagues, your friends, your family mm -hmm. that your spouse is in the wrong, they'll believe you. Mm -hmm. And and in the in the end, they're gonna be pushing you, well, you should just get a divorce. And societally, that's okay. But in 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 godly in the in God's eyes, that's not okay. Uh, you you should be in it, you should be in it to win it. Mm -hmm. You get exactly. married for life, yeah, to mm -hmm. become one flesh. Make a habit of always speaking positively about your, your spouse. Yeah. If you have issues, you need to communicate those together. And if you guys are still having issues, you need to seek counseling together. Yes, exactly. And and the reason, another reason why we are doing this Marriage Habits series is because habits make a difference. What you make a habit doing, and that's why we want to really ward against joking about your spouse in a way that society is okay with, but a way that it's not really how God intended for you to talk about your spouse. Even if in your mind, you're saying, well, I was just, I was just trying to be funny. Those are the things you'll begin to believe. And you'll, you are speaking that over your marriage and our words make a difference. And so we really want to encourage you to think about the habits of your speech. So like, what I would say is that like, if you're listening to this and you're married, to really take stock. So this week, as you're this weekend and into next week, as you are kind of taking stock, just ask the Lord to point out times where um, maybe you could uh, work on having kinder speech. And maybe if you notice your spouse could have kinder speech too, that's a conversation you can have together, but make sure when you broach it that you come to them with a 
heart of grace and, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, give it to the Lord, pray and ask God to go before you. All right. We are going to just touch on four main points on this subject. Number one, make a point to speak kindly, especially when you are communicating something hard, always proceed it with prayer. So speak kindly, always make it a habit, but especially if you are communicating something hard, think about how you are presenting it and make sure that your intentions is not you, you winning, but your marriage winning. Amen. Two, avoid societal marriage banter, the ball and chain, your wife, your spouse, they're not something that you are shackled to in a negative way. You are bound in a positive way. And things like marriage is hard. Okay, so marriage takes intention is the way that we like to put it. It's not hard work. It is not work. It is not hard. It is intention. You want to intentionally be a united front. I think that work can be a good thing. Just like going to the gym, you can work out. And it could be a good thing. Some people like to sweat. Some people like the, the after workout burn, the, the, even the next day, the sore muscles. So if you can think of it in that way, if you can think of it as a, a positive, work as a positive, then absolutely add work into your marriage and make it a good thing. Mm-hmm. If work is a negative thing to you, then don't look at it that way. Look at it as, as intentionally becoming a united front. Mm-hmm. And number three, have grace and watch your own language. And if you need to address your spouse, do it in a kind and loving way. So watch your language, how you're speaking to your spouse. Don't be passive aggressive. Don't miss the opportunity to truly communicate how you're feeling or why you're feeling that way. And take notice of if it's moments where it's a high stress time If there is stress with money, stress with work, whatever it may be, you're dealing with health issues, you know, just really take all those things into consideration when you are talking with your spouse, give them some grace and invite them into the idea that you can have a good communication and a kind communication. Number four, make sweet speech a habit by practicing it and resisting the urge to lean into snarky or funny remarks that aren't helpful for your marriage. My wife is the best. (laughs) I out my wife's skills as a speaker, as a wife, as a human being uh, globally, wherever I am. (laughs) There There is nothing that I would ever say negatively to anyone about Caroline. She is the most amazing human being to me. And your spouse should be the same to you. Now, there there are times when you will be frustrated with that person. Tell that person, tell your spouse, tell your significant other, uh, hey, it really hurt me when you said this. Hey, can we work on this? Can we pray about this? Uh, But when you're speaking about your spouse, they should be your number one. After Christ, your spouse is the number one. Thank you, baby. That is so kind. And I definitely feel your love every day. And I feel that all the time. So I appreciate that always. So that is basically what we have for you today. Just want to encourage you if you know somebody who is, even if you know someone who isn't struggling in their marriage, maybe, maybe they in 
they enjoy their marriage. We would really encourage you to share this episode. You can take, if you're listening, you can take a screenshot of this and you could share it if you're on social media, on your stories um, or on your feed, or you could text it to somebody, the link. Um, you can listen to it on YouTube. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts on our website. Um, there's so many ways, but um, our hope that it, for our marriage ministry is to just encourage marriages. We want people to enjoy Joy. marriage like we do. We've been married 20 years and we have enjoyed our marriage and we continue to. And it's really our heart to just speak life into marriage. So we hope that you've enjoyed this. And Abe, would you just, as we're closing, would you just close in prayer for the marriages that are represented here listening? Absolutely. Uh, Lord, Jesus Christ, God, Savior, uh, we thank you. We thank you for our marriage, Lord, and forgive us for those times that we fall short and that we have our own weaknesses and we, we stumble up on our words and we speak harshly to each other. Lord, help us to find better words in our own marriage. And we pray for all of the people who have listened to this episode, Lord, that they seek a better way, that they seek sweet speech and communication with their spouse, Lord, that they they uh, air their grievances to each other in a kind manner and are able to reconcile quickly and uh, in, in anything. And uh, Lord, I pray for those moments that we're all weak, when we're hungry, when we're tired, when we're frustrated because of traffic or work or, or just anything that could possibly get us down, Lord. Help us to fight the devil. Help us to uh, ward off those fiery darts and... Uh, um, just come into your love and the way your loving kindness, your words, the way that you would speak to us, Lord, help us to have those same words for our spouses. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your love. We thank you for marriage. We thank you that two shall become one. And we thank you that whenever two or more are gathered in your name, that amazing things will happen, Lord. And so we pray for marriage in your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, baby. Thank mm -hmm. you for being on the podcast. And thank you for chatting with me about marriage habits. I love it. <laughs> All right, friends, that's it for today. I'm so thankful you joined us and hope it spurs you on to encourage someone else. You can find and interact with me at Real Housewives of the Kingdom on both Instagram and Facebook and my website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com, which is linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you and you are not alone. See you next time.